gentlemen you have been blessed with the town cast and your host yours truly josh wingate today we have a special guest but before i introduce him let's talk let's have a little chat we are in the month of december of the year 2020 i don't think it needs much more introduction than that um, but on, uh, some very good news, I'm down 10 pounds since October cause I've decided to take some, uh, some, uh, care in my physical and mental health. Um, one would question the latter about the mental health because I am continuing to do conversations with our guest who's coming on shortly. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a fair question of my own mental stability, why I would continue said conversations with this person. Uh, you know him um, and me best from our famous show, West Coast Mass Holes, a Blursh production. And if you do not know, there are several episodes out there. Look it the fuck up. Um, like I said, very special guest I'd like to introduce to the Toncast today. None other than... Todd Robert Anderson. Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me on the, on your show. It's very exciting. Well, it is a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. I'm a big fan of your work, and I'm a big fan oh, of you. your lack of work in 2020 as well. <laughs> Why are you a fan of me not working? God damn it. No, I'm not a fan of you not working. That's not true. I'm a... I was referring to a Facebook post you did the other day about wanting to be one of the top um, actors, out of work actors of 2020. So <laughs> I was trying to support that, but you know. yeah. Well, Variety should have such a list, I believe, especially for this year. Yeah. What the fuck, Variety? You know? Hashtag cancel throw Variety. Our- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw some unemployed actors' bones. The guys who are rich, they don't need your help. No, no. Come on, Variety. No, but they all do the voiceovers and they all do the commercials now, so good for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they've really uh, they've really cornered the market mm. on work. These wealthy, rich people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanna I just wanna be a series regular just once. Me too, man. Before me too. Before I die. Me too. I keep asking uh, the Lord and all the lords and all the gods and goddesses every day. I say, "Yo, I'm I'm ready. Let's just you know. I'm and I'm like Let's I'm not go. picky either. I'm not you know. I have some parameters. Some. Ideally, oh. I'd like to stay in Los Angeles. I don't want to have to move or travel for work too much. I think the romanticism of traveling for work is way overrated. I've done it, and it's kind of mm. not that great. Um, and you know, I don't need to be the lead. I could be like six, seven, eight on the call sheet. That's great, man. 
work through as long as it's a reg. Yeah, a reg. Uh, you know, I'm talking yeah. a reg. Yeah, and it's you know I'm a regular, and maybe they need me two, three days a week, if that. But I still get that reg pay, baby. I still get that <laughs> reg pay. I mean, that's not too picky, is it? I'd like to. No, I, I like the sound of. I'd it. like it to be playful too. You know, exploratory and collaborative. You know, you do hear these stories of people landing these gigs and then you know by episode five they're like kill me get me off of this thing you know <laughs> just another form of slavery i i guess i i you know you hear the stories like like uh the like that castle remember castle oh yeah i, I one of my favorite shows i ever worked on to really but yeah they 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 went at it those guys yeah, they mm. were famously hated each other, and they, oh, that yeah. show was on for what, like seven years. And I always like, I'm like, I don't know. I it would be crazy to hate somebody that much. Oh, that um, was a great when you're success. making that kind of money. I think like even if I wasn't, you know, besties or whatever with my co-stars in that situation, I, I can't imagine hating somebody so much. Like a, like what is happening? Mm. I know some insight, but I, I I'm not at liberty to say. No, oh, I, yeah. uh, I unfortunately, I mean, I've I've um, <laughs> I know Nathan pretty well, so I know some insight, and but I, I you know, it's just not my place to say. But the you know that right. story started from day one. It wasn't like something that That's happened, and it just it it started from day one, and it just was uh, an escalation till the end. Seven years of More. That. I think it was nine seasons. Wow. Nine seasons. And they were doing like 22, 25 episodes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, they made a bunch of I money. Mean, you can't walk away from that kind of money, no matter how much you hate somebody. But it's just like, it boggles the mind mm. that... I mean, I've worked on shows with uh, lead actors who were who were batshit crazy. So, mm, mm. I mean, I get it. I get it's a thing and... <laughs> and, and for some reason, people are, all, all, are always convinced that they can't replace these people who are that kind of problematic. But mm -hmm. I think that I, I think I that imagine. happens a little bit less nowadays. I mean, what was that guy? Didn't he kick one of the producers? And he was on um, he was on um, Criminal Minds for like ever, and he kicked a producer, and they fired him pretty fast. Who who was on Criminal Minds? Was it wasn't that like Joe Montana? Yeah, Joe didn't commit said um, assault, but I forget one of the other regulars that was on there for a long time. Oh, so I, I think the, I think stuff like that is less tolerated nowadays. I mean, I guess it's it depends on the severity of it all. You know, yeah. But if your yeah. um, your two leads hate each other, but I don't know, they had they had on screen chemistry, so maybe that maybe that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's uh, yeah, that's that's a kind of behind the scenes documentary that I'd like to see if everybody could be uh, completely candid. I know, I would love that. Like to like like to hear the details of that shit. The honesty, the brutal honesty, just brutal. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. well that's the fun mm -hmm. thing about I, I read a lot of you know nerd horror fanzines type of things and when when people actors are talking about experiences they had you know back in the 70s they don't give a shit you know <laughs> so those are the most interesting things because they'll talk smack they'll tell they'll 
talk about. I was just reading about a, a, a horror movie called The Sentinel, which was directed by, I can't remember the guy's name, but the same guy who directed Death Wish. And just all these actors and actresses are just eviscerating this guy as a complete <laughs> and utter douchebag. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. Whoa. Uh, um, have you seen the... Um, that is Lola, my guest host. She she speaks feline, so sorry to those who don't understand. She's trying to chime in. It's a you got a podcast. Yeah, it's, it's she's like it's like a bodega cat, but for your podcast. Exactly. And she's uh, twenty years old and going strong, but whenever I set up my microphone, it is without a doubt she decides to sing until she settles down. Now she's staring at me because she knows I'm talking about her. So, um, regardless, <laughs> it's classic cat, yeah. man. It's classic cat. Yeah, it, it is. It's like, oh, I'll sh- I'll sleep all day, but now that you don't need me to be quiet, mm-hmm. I mean, now that you need me to be quiet, and I'm just gonna walk around the house and yell. Yeah. 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 We have. It was. It's so windy here today. Um. So, the cats. All three of them, we have three of them, are all like moaning and meowing, and then they're fighting. Mm, really? They all they get they get nuts when it gets super like in Simi Valley. It gets hella windy. Are these the you Santa know, Anas uh, that are occurring again? I guess I don't know. I guess they're Santa Ana winds, but they we're on a high alert for fires. Oh, lovely! It's my favorite season in yeah. California. Fire season. It, it seems to go all year. I know. Now. Yeah. It is. It, 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 yeah. There's no reprieve. I remember when I first moved there's... to L.A., we had wonderful rainy seasons. I mean, it was like the tropics and sometimes. Like, it would just piss rain for days, and it was gorgeous and beautiful, and all the greenery would be happy, and the, it was just a lovely time of year. I mean, that, that's seemingly gone. Yeah, I really miss that because that... I became very accustomed to that season, the rainy mm-hmm. season, when I first moved here, too. And it, it's just sad to watch it disappear. Mm-hmm. I definitely want it back. I mean, it's my favorite when it's raining, mm. even though all the fucking ants come in. Mm. But they come in all the damn time now anyway. The ants, they got no... <laughs> they just come in. Yeah. Fucking ants. You still have that issue now? Oh, I, it pops up all the goddamn time. Yeah, I get them... In the summer, and this year was particularly bad. Like just, I had to kill millions of them, man. Complete genocide. Yeah. And I feel bad. Like I'm a pretty decent human. You know, I'm not one of these, you know, vigilant vegans or anything. I still partake in proteins and stuff like that. But, you know, when you're wiping out entire populations of species, it's like, <laughs> my conscience starts to get a little uh, perturbed. But, you know. I don't, I don't have that with ants at all. I don't feel bad about killing them because I know how many fucking of them are there are. Because yeah. every time I kill a colony, a new one takes its place. I'm, they're, they're, they're a menace. Yeah. I don't like They're them. invasive. It's not like they're sharing. My wife was feeling bad because we had rats were eating our, uh, you know, our tomatoes. Mm. My wife grows tomatoes, so she put out a bunch of rat traps. She felt bad, but, you know, they keep eating the tomatoes, so you got to do something. You're not growing it for them. You're growing it for yourselves, right? 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So she killed she killed like six rats mm-hmm. within a few days. She felt terrible. I was like, nah, they're rats. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Did you ever um see the rats in in Boston, particularly around like Boston University? Uh I don't know if I ever saw Boston rats. I saw a lot of New York rats, yeah. but uh, I don't remember having run-ins with Boston. Oh, they're the size of freaking cats, man. They're huge. Gigantic. Like, I'm talking head to tail, two and a half, three feet. And body girth, just like possums. A three-foot-long From rat? head to tail, man. I'm telling you, these things were freaking monstrous. They were huge in New York, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really big. I, w- I was walking home one night. And there was a, a, you know, a dumpster on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And as I got closer to it, I saw that the dumpster was like moving. <laughs> and I was like, who's moving the dumpster around? And then when I got a little bit closer, all the rats that were in there, like flowed out of the bottom of it. Ugh. And it was hundreds of rats that were just in that dumpster going bananas. And it, they filled the street. And I had so I had to walk a block up to go around it. <laughs> it was fucked up. Yeah, that's nasty, man. At New York, New York's wild because people, I think in some neighborhoods, they still just like put out their trash on the curbs. Like no trash cans or anything, just in the bags, boom, on the curb, wait for the trash people to come. Yeah, it's uh it's 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 a it's still a thing, I guess. I mean, it was great because when I was at NYU, I, I could go to these dive bars like the Village Idiot, and I, I I saw this one guy. It was like the Old West. The owner of the bar like grabbed him by the scruff and threw him out the front door oh, yeah. into a pile of trash. Oh, yeah. That, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's what it's funny because I used to do um, work bars back east in Boston, Dorchester and um, Quincy. And one of my first bar jobs I actually I was 18 and I was doing security at a bar in Dorchester the Emerald Isle shout out Emerald Isle uh, rest in peace but the Emerald Isle was the only bar in a certain radius that was open till 2 a.m. all the other ones closed at 1230 or 1 so you could do the math and see and figure out what kind of place we were late at night you know the line would be around the block starting around 12 1230 and we'd be packed it'd be dead all night but then packed with all the fucking drunk people <laughs> that came there. <laughs> and I'm 18 years old, man, checking IDs and breaking up fights, man. But yeah, we were, you know, fight happens, you you get involved, man. You jump in, you fucking put them in a hold, you check them out the front door, and sometimes they come back swinging. And then uh, fast forward, I got to move to Los Angeles, and I got a security door job at a little music venue, Santa Monica. It was cool. You know, we'd get some ruffians once in a while and if there was a hardcore band playing guys try to mosh and uh, we got the cocktail waitresses getting you know elbowed in the head by accident so i gotta like go and break that shit up but um right yeah i remember one time i snatched a guy and i dragged him out and i threw him out and my boss is like hey man we gotta like talk about this shit man you know you just don't grab people i'm like what the fuck you talking about guys tommy chong tommy chong was your boss Uh, he was i think um his his stunt double. 
<laughs> but, but but pretty close. It was so funny, like the the dichotomy, the difference between a Boston and New York bar and uh, the L.A. scene, like or especially that type of L.A. scene. I'm sure there's our L.A. clubs where they'll just grab you and fucking tase you and throw you in a dumpster. But uh, Boston, I feel like if someone was an asshole, you'd it's like, all right, you want to be an asshole? Here you go. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. You're gonna get tossed. Well, the Village Idiot was a. St- a special kind of New York bar too. I mean that that same guy who threw the dude out into the trash. Like he, I I watched him chug five Guinnesses like in a row mm-hmm. without breathing. I mean he was just a career alky. And at one point that night he came out. He decided he liked me for some reason in his crazy drunkenness. So he. Uh, Basically pushed me into shotgunning a, a, a Pabst Blue Ribbon with him. <laughs> nice. So we both like sucked down these Pabst Blue Ribbons. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep up with this like 400 pounds like guy who can chug Guinnesses. Was, I had no no contest, but I managed to get all mine down. And as soon as I was done, this guy headbutted me. <laughs> That sounds um, completely normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The, the last time I saw him. It's called the Scottish Kiss, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, I guess. The last time I saw him, he was at uh, another bar that he used to own uh, called Hogs and Heifers. And he was passed out on the bar. And uh, he was urinating at the bar. Oh man, I've uh, I've uh, pissed myself on two couches in my youth. Drunk and pissed myself. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. I had a friend one time in my dorm room. He was with one of my roommates, and he was really drunk. And my roommate, because I wasn't there, my roommate let him pass out in my bed. Oh yeah. And by the time I did get home, mm. he had urinated uh, all over my uh, bed which was a bummer you know that's that's beyond bummerhood yeah mm-hmm. that's beyond bummerhood he ruined the comforter that my mom had made me hmm. I'm sensing some trauma here we could spend some time on this if you'd like well no I mean he's still my friend but you know it was it was an irritating event. Did you keep the certainly. comforter? Did you wash it or did you toss it? Yeah, I washed yeah. it. How many times? A bunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well my story was almost an after school special cuz I had uh was at some party and uh showed up at my cousin's house and I'd been drinking, they had been drinking uh and my other cousin was staying over there. We were all pretty close in age, pretty much sibling-like. And uh, my one cousin was still up, and we decided it would be great to drink uh, Goldslogger, which is... Do you remember Goldslogger? Yeah, I, I was disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. It was apparently because... The, Doesn't it, it taste like licorice, right? I, I don't recall the taste. I just recall the effect if I drank Goldschlager, I was passing out and I was pissing myself. It just was, that's what happened. (laughs) But before that, we decided to get my uncle's uh, shotgun, uh, not loaded, but that we know of. 
And my other cousin had a video camera, and we decided we were going to wake up my other drunk cousin with a shotgun to his face. (laughs) 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 And the video camera, you know, thank God, you know, with a little... (laughs) <laughs> action <laughs> he nearly pissed himself but then he proceeded to wake up and drink more with us so and there w- it was not an after school story uh but my uncle did wake me up uh and told me to go upstairs to my cousin's room to, to finish off my drunken sleep and he's like what is that what is that is that is that urine What'd you do? Would you would you piss yourself? You pissed yourself. You did. You did. You pissed yourself. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I swear to God, no, I didn't. And I went running up the stairs and passed out in my own urine. But that poor guy had to like deal with cleaning his couch while I was passed out. Oh God. Poor. Sorry, Uncle Bill. Poor guy. Sorry. Was he hella mad? Yeah, he was. Kind of thought it was funny. You know, I mean, I'm sure he was annoyed that he had to clean a pissed, fucking soaked couch, but, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) my other cousin was in the other room, the one we woke up with the shotgun, and my uncle walked in there and looked at him, and apparently he just looked at my cousin, and my cousin just looked at him, and my uncle just shook his head, but he was smiling. He was laughing. (laughs) He's like, you fucking idiots. That's pretty awesome. Yes, freaking idiots, man. Yeah, I had I had my my friend's basement up the road was where we got into those kind of drunken shenanigans mm-hmm. in high school. And but it was mostly his brother who would shake his head at us, but he didn't care because he was doing it half the time too. Oh yeah. You know my my hometown, Quincy, Massachusetts, was on a, a HBO special one time for the the third. Um, what was that? I forget the exact statistic, but we were number three in the nation for underage drinking. Oh, yeah, really? In the entire nation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a, there's a bunch of, uh, actually, I'm working on a script that I've been writing for years, um, just on my like fourth pass on it. And one of the major underage drinking spots is, uh, is, is in there several times, um, as really? one of the places. Yeah. But yeah, there's several underage drinking spots, and then there was all these. Uh, the underage drinking spots. When you say that, you mean like bars that didn't card, or you mean like you're off in the woods? Uh, in the woods type of thing, like uh, or yeah. you know behind a stadium, or one one place was a golf course. Uh, but the place I'm talking about was called Squaw Rock, uh, famously known as the Rock, um, not Dwayne Johnson. This is way before you, Dwayne. Um, you can't take credit for it uh but yeah i was out in squanum which is a little peninsula town in quincy just across the bay from boston oh gorgeous really beautiful place but you know bunch of friggin' hooligans um cool area too but it's just yeah that was one of the spots and then there was all these homes like there was these parents that would allow parties at their house because they'd rather their kids the kids be somewhere safe and know where their kids were they knew their kids were going to party anyway, so. Um, but those houses would got raided and so, all the time. It's funny. I can't believe <laughs> nowadays those people would be in prison, you know, and on the news. You know, these parents are encouraging underage drinking and supplying the alcohol and drugs. Yeah, it would be a huge thing. <laughs> be all over social media. Yeah, yeah I guess so. 
<laughs> we had a where I was in uh, Sherburne. Uh, there was a place, I think it was actually in Dover next door, but it was called the Narrows. And that's where everybody went. It's like it's just like the, the end of Days to Confused when everybody's in the woods. Oh, yeah. For the, having a beer a beer bus, they called it. Yeah. Um, that we had that. Yeah. I came here for three reasons. To drink beer, get high, or and kick some ass. And we're almost out of beer. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> right. Nikki Cat. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie, man. So good. Um, Where is Nikki Cat? I don't know. What happened good to Nikki Cat? That guy's know. career is crazy. Because mm-hmm. he, like, he's, he's in that. He's awesome in the limey, you know? He's in a ton of stuff. And then, like, he's in one of those Bat- Nolan Batman movies for, like, two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I, don't, I don't know what happened to the guy. Mm. Is he on a TV show or something? I have no idea. I have no idea. I feel like I, I saw so. him. I love that I guy. I feel like I saw him one time years ago, and I was like, hey, that's that, that's that guy. I'm not good with names, so it's that guy. Yeah. Nicky Cat. No, that guy. No, his name is no, Nicky Cat. No, that guy. If it's that guy that you were quoting from Days to Confuse, his name is Yeah, Nicky he Cat. was the guy who... who punched the uh other guy that was in uh dazed and confused he was michael um rapaport's roommate the jewish guy in dazed and Con- not dazed and confused um higher learning you mean adam Gore? yes that guy my wife went to high school with him oh yeah cool yep yeah he's had an interesting career I- too i like his career mm-hmm. yeah for sure mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like it. He had the, uh, like, for me, um, and I don't really like the movie very much, uh, but it is definitely his death scene in Saving Private Ryan is, for me, one of the just scariest sequences ever. Yeah. But, like, horrifying. There know? was a few in that movie. Uh, Giovanni Rabisi's death scene in that was freaking phenomenal. And, you know. Kind of a, when he's like, "What color's the blood? It's my liver!" Oh my god, man! Yeah, see that one for me was you know. I like Giovanni. Uh, uh, it was that that one did not have. The, I mean, it was awful for sure, but it wasn't. It didn't have the horror element really. It what? Because was, was Adam Goldberg gory and sad? Adam was the knife, right? Yeah, 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 he gets in a fight, hand-to-hand combat with a Nazi. That one was gnarly, and, and yeah. Of course you don't... You, it, it's horrifying to watch... Uh, and his performance is so good in yeah. that. But to watch him realize his own horror of, you know, losing to this fucking monster, it was uh, it's just... Uh, I, I feel awful just thinking about it. Well, that means it was well done. I think that movie yeah, that, that movie that overall seems. was pretty well done. You know. I see. I didn't like it. No. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> like it. Uh, speaking of Nathan, Nathan Fillion plays uh, Private Ryan, the wrong Private Ryan, in that movie. Oh right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's tons of people in there. Isn't like Ted Danson in it? I think he is at one point. Yeah. yeah There's all kind of people in that movie. Uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah. He got that from his short film. That he did, yeah. Vin Diesel isn't isn't uh, and the uh, Jeremy Davies, right? Mm-hmm. 
This is a great cast. All the all the young young up and comers of that time. I auditioned for that movie. Did you? Nice. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't like it. Yeah. Because they didn't put me in it, and yeah. I'm prejudiced. I'm petty and prejudiced. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Especially if I. You know what's a much better a much better movie than Saving Private Ryan? Hmm. Blast from the past. Blast. Much better. From the past. Blast from the past. Much better film. I don't even. What is that? That's a uh, delightful um, fish out of water. Brendan Fraser movie where mm. he's been. Uh, he's he was been raised in a bomb shelter. Oh, I remember that. Yes, I remember that. Christopher Walken and his mom is Sissy Spacek. And they think there's a nuclear bomb and they go Mm -hmm. into the shelter. And when they finally emerge. It's um, like 1980s or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 90s. That was fun. That was fun. I mean, that was a good movie. Know what movie I watched yesterday somewhat begrudgingly because of the one of the actors drives me fucking nuts. It was a holiday. The holiday with... Uh, holiday. with uh, there's some great actors, and then there's some... A particular one that is just atrocious. Uh, What's holiday? It's a Christmas movie with... Um, I'll save the, the punchline. It's with um, Kate Winslet, Jack Black, um, Jude Law, and then... Dun, 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 Cameron Diaz. You don't like Cameron Diaz? Oh my god! <laughs> but she's adorable. Uh, she's why, a why, fucking why clown, like... man. She's a yeah. fucking clown. It's like you, you, she's you funny. get to work with Jude Law, who's a great fucking actor and like really grounded and present, and you're a fucking clown. I, I was <laughs> talking through this movie. I'm like, you know, Jude Law goes home from set every day, going, "Oh my fucking god, I've." can't fucking believe i'm fucking working with this fucking person <laughs> what does she do in this movie i mean she's i liked a, her she's all something over about Mary yes actually because the movie charlie's f- angels oh my god i was i did extra work for that movie it was awful she showed up this for charlie's angels <laughs> yeah man yeah she showed up to set <laughs> she showed up to set like four hours late stoned out of her fucking mind didn't know any of her lines <laughs> She, and they had a major, huge dance, like choreographed dance sequence. Oh my god, it was fucking atrocious. I was so mad because I was a very uh, young and brooding like actor who really gave a shit about you know the work and all that stuff. As you know, you've worked uh-huh. with me when I was younger. Um, but not that I care less now. I just don't you know brood so much about it or take take it so seriously. But. You know, she had this scene with Luke Wilson, and he was cool. He was, like, just there, and, uh, and uh, man, we just sat there fucking doing nothing for hours. <laughs> she shows up, and she's, like, <laughs> squinty-eyed, blazed. And she didn't, she couldn't, every scene. Uh, what's that, what's the line? <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot it again. <laughs> and, I, man, I wanted a puncher. I wanted a fighter. Really? Oh, yeah. Whoa, that's some serious dish. I didn't, I didn't know she was uh, that kind of. Uh, well, I think there's a reason we haven't seen her in a long time. She sucks, man. Yeah, she sucks. I'm gonna say it. I'm sorry, Cameron. 
you're cute. I ran into you on Runyon Canyon Trail one time, and I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? But, yeah, you're cute. But please, don't act anymore. Um, yeah, she was off. <laughs> Granted, it was like a cheesy 90s, you know, Christmas movie. But there was nice moments. There was like tender moments. Jack Black was really good. Kate Winslet's always pretty good. But she went borderline clown for a few of the scenes. But I think every 90s movie, they tried to do those stupid like montages where the people are like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. It's like, nobody fucking does that. <laughs> nobody does that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I guess not. Uh, That's crazy. I, I've always uh, been, uh, you know, as much as I enjoy marijuana, I've always been uh, flabbergasted by, by actors who will show up late. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like to be a star of that level and, and disrespect a, a production. Yeah. It's, it's arrogant. Like that. It's completely it's arrogant. Just, I, I can't imagine being so self-confident and I realize it's, it's a self-confidence that's uh, obviously diluted in, in certain ways. Um, but I can't imagine being that so cocksure of my career that I would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, well, it's just on a human level, completely disrespectful. You know, never mind the monetary waste. But maybe that's you know, you're why already, I've been... You're already getting 20, 30 million for the movie you're doing. And now you're causing, costing production hundreds of thousands of dollars more. Just by pushing the day like that, because you're paying people to be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Well, and why? I mean, and I would assume that if I was behaving that way, that in my mind I would be, you know, super paranoid about everybody thinking I was a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and what a horrible work environment to create for yourself. That's just, I don't know. It's just kind of unfathomable to mm -hmm. me, but. I know it's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I knock on wood, if I ever become, you know, lucky enough to be on a show where I'm a regular and I'm a lead or, you know, one of the guys that's there every day, that I will have the humility and and memory of what it's like to not have that and to remember what it's like for these guest actors and co-stars coming on your show. Because I've been, I've, I've experienced both. I've experienced outstanding sets, amazing sets where you go on and it's just treated like you're one of the family and they're grateful that you're there helping the show be, be what it is. Mm -hmm. And I've been on sets where they could give a flying fuck about you and they make it very clear that they could care less about you. And, right. you know, and I think that has a lot to do with cast, even if it's a showrunner that it trickles down from the showrunner down or whatever, I still think it's up to that lead cast and the way they set the tone. And um, if you're a lead and you come on the show, you're unprepared, why the fuck do you think the DP's going to care? Why the fuck do you think the, <laughs> the, the gaffer is going to give a shit about lighting? Why do you think the sound person's going to give a shit? You're really, there's a great responsibility and I think there's the ego and the arrogance that comes with some of those people who think they're better than everybody else and that they're more important or whatever. It's just bullshit, man. I just, I have very I'm little tolerance about, for that. 
I'm going to adopt that though, because it seems like it, like a lot of very successful Hollywood people are just that kind of person. So, and I haven't worked all year, so I got to try something. So I'm just going to start being terribly disrespectful. Well, that's because there's this thing called a fucking pandemic, man. It's a pandemic. You know, I don't think that going the disrespectful route is going to help. You know, that only gets you presidencies. Um, but but other people other people are, are working right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, no. there's shows and stuff. There is. There is. There's just not as many as previous years. Did you see that video of uh, the the lady outside of the Pineapple Hill Salon? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And yeah. and showing the the, yeah. the catering tents yeah. from a production like right outside where she's not allowed to have yeah. uh, outdoor dining. Yeah, but the, it's like Jesus yeah, I know. Christ. But the, and my, one of my friends posted it and he was bitching about it. And I'm like, listen, man, I hate to be the guy who points out the real difference here is that everybody that's on that film set has been tested for COVID. Everyone that goes to the restaurant has not been tested for COVID. The employees are not tested for COVID. There's a major difference, and it's like you can't compare the two. One has a COVID specialist and department there on set, and they're checking temperatures, mm -hmm. and they're all supposed to be tested prior to. Um, I'm not saying that it's being followed through with, but that is the protocol. Those protocols are put in place. So I understand the frustration. I do not agree with shutting down outdoor restaurants. There's very little to none, uh, no cases that have been demonstrated that people are contracting at these situations. There are in indoor restaurants, but we don't even have those right now. Those are in other states. So I feel bad for people's businesses and these hardworking people that have spent the extra money to make these outdoor dining areas and they're just trying to get their business to survive and be part of the community i do feel bad that being said it's not the same as a production it's not even close you know it's just but it is sad like when you're doing that and then you see right next to you you're like ah what the fuck <laughs> but i get it i do understand i do have empathy for her and for the all these other restaurants um I love restaurants. I love going out to eat, and we've been. Um, well, I mean, I say arguably, Josh. Though, just to be devil's advocate, just for a second, is is that there have been lots of productions uh, that have had outbreaks of COVID. Sure. I mean, we've seen we've seen major stars uh, uh, recently get COVID and and seen their movies and stuff being shut down. So, I mean, I think. Really what the problem is is that we're not fully shut down as a country and people aren't being paid to stay home. Right. That's really the only fair and right thing uh, to do. Um, I agree with you. And if you pay people, if you pay people to stay home too, there, there's not going to be all this whining about freedom. Agreed. It'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll stay home. Yeah, I sure. agree. I agree. But then, you know, you got the... We'll just dismiss that other half that are giant group of people that are like, oh, they're just seeing how much they can control you. They're just seeing, they're just testing to see how controllable you are. But no, I agree yeah. with you. I'm in agreement with you, but we didn't. The fucking government isn't paying shit. Um, I got no money left. So I'm just kind of really lucky that I'm in a situation where I have a great partner who happens to still have good income. Um, 
had I not been, I'd be probably moved back and staying at my parents' house. <laughs> I'd be moving. I'd be a 40, 40 oh, yeah. something year old man living at home. Me too. You know, it just, it, Me too. it's, uh, so yeah, I'm in agreement a hundred percent, uh, with you on yeah. that one. Um, I guess when you're looking at the finer details, there are differences between productions and restaurants. Yes. But then when you look at the giant whole picture, I would have to a hundred percent agree with you that if there was a hundred percent shutdown countrywide, people just shut the fuck up. And the government was like, instead of spending money on stupid other shit, that's fucking useless. Let's give people uh, some sort of stipend. Let's just like cancel everything. Mortgage. Can <laughs> Everything's fucking canceled, man. You don't You know, obviously you've got enough money to go pay for uh, living necessities like water, food and utilities. Um, but cancel everything else. You know, you don't like rent, mortgage, all of the above. And like these people, you're gonna get your money back. You're gonna get it back, but it's gonna be harder when people are foreclosing on their homes or people are can't pay rent. And they're getting evicted. Now we got more problems, creating more problems on top of the problem already. So right. just because of the fucking short sightedness of people. It's short-sightedness. Yeah. It's greed and short-sightedness. So I agree, man. I agree. I try to stay positive, but yeah, that's a, that, that's a topic where I feel like the solution is simple. I'm, I don't pretend to know shit about politics or government, but that seems like a simple solution. Other countries have done it, and people go, yeah, but they're smaller countries. I don't give a fuck. The United States of America yeah. is supposed to be the most powerful country in the world, so shut the fuck up. We're supposed to be the smart ones. We're supposed to be the innovators. Shut the fuck up i yeah sorry that argument sorry for, i'm back that that's been used for so so many things that that um it's too big and mm -hmm. it's impossible to pay for these things it's like well no it's it's like any other it's like the countries that are doing it that have smaller people also have less money right so we have more money mm -hmm. because we have mm -hmm. more people. So that's it. I don't. I don't understand where uh, why it's always a problem. You know, single payer healthcare and everything else. I don't. Because you're, yeah, you're a fucking libtard, man. Because you're a fucking libtard. That's the argument. <laughs> that's the response. Because there's nothing else to say to that. We have to say that. Not we, but they have to say that. Because yeah, yeah. you have too much rationale and reasoning. So. I don't have the intelligence to back that up, so I must blatantly insult you because right. that is what we do because what else? What else are we going to do? Well, and these Fake people news. that Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey says we shouldn't condescend to. Well, I understand what he was saying, <laughs> but I also can see how that could be perceived in other ways. I understand what he's saying. I understand about being centralized and, and being a centrist. And politically, but that doesn't mean freaking you know well, go to a Nazi party. Um, anyone, yeah, anyone who anyone who's calling for this unity, this this thing, like how can you be so condescending to the working class? One, when I when I hear it, like rich assholes like Russell Brand and Matthew McConaughey having these conversations, or read about them, uh, I'm like, well, but I'm working class, you know? Yeah. And a lot of these working class Republicans that you're talking about condescended to me mm -hmm. and insulted the fuck out of me. So why the fuck do you think it's on me to not condescend to them? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck you. If you, if you, 
want to go hang out with Nazis, go the fuck ahead. But don't tell me I gotta. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I get it. But I you know, tit for tat never really plays out very well. And I'm not saying I'm sympathizing with fucking Nazis because I don't fuck you. But a lot of those people that we're talking about, just unfortunately, some of the areas that are prominently red, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, I hate the color system. It's like we're watching a fucking sports game. It's red and blue. It's like, no, it's a fucking, yeah. these are human yeah, beings. But, you know, like you look at Kentucky, man, it's one of the poorest fucking places in the country and, and lack of education, lack of good nutrition, lack of all this good stuff. So, and a lack of awareness of a greater world view. So it's like, try, I try, I try to empathize with that and understand that in the sense that, okay, wait a second. I can't really expect people to know something they don't know or have the wherewithal to even think outside of what they've been fed because they don't have the capacity of understanding to really um, use that type of thought to question what they are told. And, you know, they go to church and the church tells them. And that's supposed to be like the gateway to God, you know, so uh, for them. And so it's it's hard not to it's hard to it's hard to understand that point of view when we when you have a point of view that's greater or, or a different worldview that you can look on completely. You can kind of look at the whole picture a little bit differently and you see things and you're a humanist and you care about people and you you're actually intelligent because you have education or you have the ability to educate yourself and open to learning new things. So it's hard to view that and hard to understand that, but I try to because they're just people and <laughs> I'm not, a very, I don't like most, most people, but I do understand what it's like to be a human and it's fucking hard, man. We, this thing is fucking hard. <laughs> this thing we're doing sure. is hard. Living life is challenging. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's easy to de to demonize and dehumanize somebody else. And I think it's more challenging to look at the human aspect of it. And if you do look at the human aspect of it, uh, make them more human and try and understand why. Doesn't mean you have to agree. Doesn't mean you have to like them. But just to have a deeper understanding, I don't know. Like, but what does that what does that do? How does that change anything? How does that change them? Because um, it doesn't. It doesn't. We can understand them and empathize all we want, but that's not going to change no, who they are, I agree. what they are, and how they how they act. Yeah, but how is the, how is dehumanizing like, and demoralizing them and going to help them change? They're just going to make you more the enemy as well. They. It, I'm not, I'm not advocating, you know, dehumanizing people. What I'm, what I'm not, I'm, what I'm trying to understand is what is the point of, uh, of treating them as equals when they have no interest in treating me as such. But why would they ever? You know, and I can understand that. Why would they and ever? And I can empathize with their bad situation. Yeah. So. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, I, I, just to me, it, Nazis and Nazism are not to be reasoned with, not to be understood. They're to be eradicated. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you don't know you're being you're being indoctrinated into said belief system, how are you going to know anything else? Well, you know, it's 
it, it, it's also not my responsibility to have taught people to. No, I'm not saying critically. it is. Right. I'm not saying it is. <laughs> and I'm all for. I'm all for. Uh, uh, Free college uh, and and higher education for everybody, mm-hmm. um, because you know that's where you learn to think critically. That's why people come out of universities. It's not because there's they're fed some uh, you know sick brainwashing uh, bullshit uh, from crazed lefties. It's uh, because they have to write papers. They have to make thesis statements and back them up with evidence. Yeah. It, it's thinking critically. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, I'm all for it. Let's get everybody college education. Everybody in Kentucky should get free school right through college. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. Um, and that's how I am treating them as human beings, you know. Mm-hmm. But as far as reaching out and having a conversation and being polite with somebody who's calling me a libtard and a snowflake uh, and a communist and every other fucking thing, that's not... I don't have to fucking do that. Fuck them. <laughs> they, they can go to school if they want. No, but that's just... You, but you're smart it. enough to see that. That's just regurgitation. You know, you're an intelligent guy. You're smart enough to see that. That that's not their own belief. That that is something they picked up. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yes. So uh, that's uh, if you're uh, if you have the intelligence yeah. to see that, then you can see from a different perspective, and we don't have to play the same game. That's what well, I'm saying. I, I'm not I, saying. I, I, listen, I the people who infiltrate and the people who continue to propagate this type of hatred and the type of rhetoric we're talking about, like the fucking McConnells and the fucking people that they, they want to keep these people dumb, low and fucking stupid just so they can control them. Those are the motherfuckers we should be talking about. I'm the, the people who are being fed this and nothing else. We can't expect them to know something different. Can't expect them to act something different until they were shown something different. So if we come in there, guns ablazing with our you know leftist flags whatever that may be and we're the enemy man we're not going to be you know it's just and it will be just strengthening the divide so the conversation i think we're having now is actually more important none of these fuckers are going to listen to it but i actually think the conversation we're having now is more important because i think we you know i don't mean to sound demeaning that we're more intelligent or say higher intelligent maybe I don't know. I don't know. I grew up in Boston and I live in California. I'm a friggin' leftist. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? I mean, I don't agree with far, far radical, radicalization of anything by, you know, so I'd fall somewhere in the center around there. But, um, I do think that the, the people, the general human that are living in these areas that are having these beliefs shoved in their face on a daily basis, are not the problem. I think it's the the political regime and the lack thereof good education and proper resources for these people to gain critical thinking is the fucking problem. That's what I believe the problem is. So I don't believe the enemy of the people that are calling us fucking libtards. I think the people who created the friggin' those that lack of critical thinking are the enemy. That's my two cents. Well. That's fine, but um, not uh, 
because so often condescension too is just if you're a more educated person and you're talking to somebody who's less educated and you're explaining shit to them, they take that as condescension. So how, how like outside of continuing to vote yeah. the way I vote yeah. and hope that and hope that our government, our system of government progresses enough that there are social programs, wide-reaching social programs like universal health care and like free uh, education through higher learning. Uh, all I can do is vote and support those things and then hope that maybe somehow uh, those things go through and then the, the, the people that I'm not supposed to condescend to will, you know, ha- have better lives and, 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 you know, maybe evolve in their thinking. I don't know. But other than my vote, you know, uh, I, I, reaching across the aisle at this point is it's nuts. It's, to me, it's nuts. After, after the four years that, that we, we've mm-hmm. just been through, <laughs> I don't get it. But, but I see your point. Yeah, I just uh, they are human beings, yeah. of course. Yeah, and um, I'm not going into politics myself, and I agree with you. But I just think we don't have to engage in the the lowbrow or the lesser types of conversations. You know, don't even have to. I think what you're right. Like the power is in the voting, and et cetera, et cetera. And we don't have much power in voting in Kentucky or in these other states. We don't. But so. Yeah, hopefully, federally, we could have some impact where education, like you said, in healthcare, um, it just makes sense to me. But I don't know. Does that sound condescending? That it makes sense for people to be educated and well taken care of by their government? Yeah. They pay all their fucking taxes to. I don't know. Is that fucking socialism? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. It makes sense to me. I don't care what label you put on it. It makes sense to me. Take care of the people, and the people will take care of you. You fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. I I agree. But it's, it's that it's that simple. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but I I don't know why things in in when you're talking about large groups of human beings the simplest things become the most difficult to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's Agreed. Weird. Agreed. So we should have a dictator just to do everything. Dictator Joe Biden. The pet, dictator the, Biden. The, the pedophile Joe Biden. He's a he's, the sniffer. He's he's the, a the, he's a terrible. He's he's a terrible dictator. He's like, hey, hey, would you guys just could you wear masks for a hundred days? Just wear masks for a hundred days. I'm asking. Mm-hmm. That's not a dictator. I know. I was trying to, get to be on funny, it. but it didn't work. It was get supposed to be it. ironic. Is that condescending? <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it! Yes. Well, uh, I I know you gotta you gotta wrap up your uh, your show. Oh well, yeah. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Todd. I've been a big fan Thanks, of your uh, work and non-work for a long time. And Thanks. I've learned a lot yeah. today. I learned a lot. Me, it's an important conversation. Me too, man. Me too. And um, I still don't like Nazis. Um, no, I hate Nazis. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, I have hope for a brighter future. 
and I have hope for uh, for you working again. And I have hope. <laughs> so I have hope for me and you meeting on set in plastic bubbles in the near future. And that'd be great. And just sitting there looking at each other through the bubbles and smiling. <laughs> Sounds lovely. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know how to wrap up my show here, but ladies and gentlemen, this has been Todd Robert Anderson uh, with your host today, Josh Wingate, the one with the sexier voice. That's me just in case you needed any discernment in that. Um, that's me. My voice is sexy. <laughs> uh, let me ask Hillary. Hillary, you're there? No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> She's at work. I have a All right, I love you, ladies and gentlemen. All of you. All of you. Yeah, she's actually getting paid for something. Well, we fucking jerk off on our technology. Um, this is great. It's been awesome. This is the Toncast uh, Todd Robert Anderson, would you like to say anything to the, uh, to the listeners? Uh, just thanks everybody. Thanks for all your support. I love you. I have a sexy voice. Yeah. Well, we'll have a, we'll have a poll on that one and we'll get back to you. All right. This is, uh, like I said, Josh Wingate with your special guest, Todd Robert Anderson on the town cast. Brought to you by Fuck Nazis.